Okay, welcome to our final Big Stuff podcast of the season. Kevin Brockway from CNA Size Sports Indiana with Elton Hayes from CNA Size Sports Pennsylvania. And uh, Elton, the world has changed dramatically. A week ago, we were talking about uh, breaking down the Big Ten tournament. Uh, and this week, uh, we, have, uh, we have a global pandemic on our hands. A really scary situation. Uh, up to 173,000 cases worldwide, 4,500 in the United States, excuse me, and um, really time to be careful out there and to uh, and to stay indoors. If that's my uh, public service uh, announcement for the day, that's <laughs> it. But uh, obviously, uh, all events canceled. Uh, really, a surreal week in the world of sports. Uh, hard to compare it. Maybe you know, in my mind, 9/11. Uh, Hurricane Andrew, which I lived through when I was a senior at the University of Miami, but very few instances where you see the entire sports world throughout the country shut down. You know, it, it, it really was. Uh, you, you, um, I think you captured it perfectly when you compared it against the tragedy that was 9-11. That's the last time that we've really seen, I guess, a collective effort around the country to really, um, you know, push aside entertainment and, and really focus on the things that are, uh, you know, focus on things that are that are pertinent to people's safety. And um, I, it, it feels like, you know, um, it, it's it's just surreal. That's all I can really say about this. Um, you know, we started the tournament on Wednesday, uh, heading into that Big Ten men's tournament. It was understood that uh, all the games would be played without fans in the arenas. Uh, that really, really shifted that evening when the NBA uh, Rudy Gobert tested positive for the uh, coronavirus, and we saw that uh, the M- the uh, NBA really put a moratorium on all of its games, suspended its season, and that that really ratcheted it up. Um, I, the, the situation with, with um, Fred Hoiberg, the Nebraska coach, who had to prematurely leave his game, uh, went to the hospital. People really wondered if it was coronavirus related come to find out it was a fluke, but I think that really just shocked and scared the world and sports world in submission. And, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. I know a lot of fans weren't that happy with the um, NCAA and the Big Ten's decision, but it was the, ultimately it was the right one to make. Yeah, because I think what would have happened was, you know, people are pointing to kind of Rudy Gobert as a tipping point, and it was at that point in time. But I think obviously what would have happened was as this disease spread, things would have been canceled anyway. As as the numbers exponentially grew to where they are now and as gatherings cut down, um you know, it it, it would have it would have happened eventually. It was inevitable. Um, yeah, it was inevitable. Yeah, exactly. It was inevitable. It probably would have happened on a Friday or a Saturday. But mm-hmm. it would have happened. Maybe you would have played a few more games, but would have really been worth it, you know, really to put the student athletes at risk. And and that's the thing, Kevin Warren, you know, he was the first commissioner to cancel uh, a conference tournament, and everyone kind of followed suit with the dominoes yeah. uh, with regards to it. And uh, you got to give Kevin Warren credit because Kevin Warren has said from day one when he was introduced, he would always put the welfare of the student athletes first, and he did yeah. that in that instance. And he deserved he did. a that, lot of praise, was, I think. Yeah, for for someone who was new to the uh, job, we really didn't have much time to get his his feet wet, I think he handled it um, just, you know, the best way that he could have. Like you mentioned, the, the Big Ten was really on the forefront of just getting ahead of this stuff and, uh, you know, kind of set the standard for the rest of the um, of the country. After the Big Ten announced it, we saw the Big 12 followed suit, the Pac-12 uh, followed suit, the SEC. Uh, but, you know, um, the Big Ten in the state of Ohio, really, because uh, with, with Governor Mike DeWine kind of canceling all the events 
you know, sporting events or telling people to stay away from them in his state. And um, we, we know that was one of the sites for the NCAA tournament. So uh, Ohio and the Big Ten was really kind of in the forefront of, of taking the lead on safety per, uh, these safety measures and precautions. Yeah, and, you know, full disclosure, you know, if you heard the podcast last week, I was pretty raspy, to say the least. And I got checked out by a, by a doctor on Wednesday, didn't have COVID symptoms. But I did stay away from the arena on Wednesday when Indiana played. Uh, as you know, I normally cover the Hoosiers because I just didn't want to be that guy that showed up yep. with a raspy voice or a cough. Um, you would have uh, gotten the Fred Hoiberg treatment. <laughs> exactly. So, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't want to be that guy, Elton, and uh, I think I – I think I made the right decision, but uh, it was, um, you know, the, the two games that were played, obviously Minnesota pulled away. Um, Rick Pitino, by the way, had, had the line of the night, uh, you know, uh, in discussing the next day at that time, it was like they were, they were going to play, not play in front of fans the next day. And somebody yep. asked him uh, what it was like, and he said, well, I coached at uh, FIU. I, I had a lot of experience playing games not in front of fans, which was great. <laughs> um, I'm sure that kind of FIU, – Stoked up the Hornets nest down there in South Florida. Yeah, yeah, FIU is a, a kind of a small commuter school down there, and it's a, a University of Miami grad. I, I got a chuckle out of that because uh, yeah. we're kind of semi-rivals, even though they got us in football this year. But um, anyway, uh, so uh, that was, and then Indiana, obviously, in a must-win situation with their NCAA tournament hopes, uh, really, uh, you know, started out a little shaky, but pulled away in the second half and had a big win, and uh, at twenty and twelve. It looked like the, it looked like they were going to go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, they basically, um, in, in examining all the brackets, I think 59 out of 60 had them in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they might have lost to Penn State the next day. They might have beaten Penn State because Penn State was kind of reeling losing five of the last six. But I think they probably would have gotten in as, as, as a 10 or 11 team. It would have been a huge shot in the arm to Archie Miller and his program. But uh, not to be uh, because of the cancellation. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing about this entire situation, you know, outside of the health concerns of the people who were battling it, was just the, the, the fact that it was just an incomplete season. You had a lot of teams who were looking for that last bit of momentum to capture, you know, going into the uh, tournament play. I know Penn State was one of those teams after losing uh, four of its last five games that really looked forward to kind of starting its second season and um you know, going into that tournament with momentum. But I, I think that's the, that's the theme across the country, not just in the Big Ten. A lot of teams were, uh, you know, they, they, they were shut down early. And that that's really, really unfortunate for the seniors. I know the NCAA last Friday announced it would offer a, a relief to spring sport athletes, but uh, basketball is a winter sport, Kevin. So, uh, and, and I really don't know the best way they can do it. Because if you look at granting eligibility to winter sport athletes, I mean, a lot of those sports have already concluded in basketball for all intents and purposes. The regular season's concluded. So you're going to tell those guys to come back and play the tournament all season just to play the tournament and then the Big Ten tournament. And then you're looking at, looking at the guys who are possibly, you know, um, teetering, teetering on the, the point of either leaving or staying. So it, it, it's, it's just unfortunate all around. Do you think Lamar Stevens would come back for another year if given the opportunity, or do you think that he has pro aspirations now? I think, you know, as much as he loves being Penn, being at Penn State and as much as that really means a lot to him, you know, he did that last year by coming back, um, you know, coming back after testing the waters in the NBA draft. I, I think he would leave, and, you know, I, I don't blame him. He carried a lot of the uh, a lot of the, uh, the water, the office's water this season. He looked to be really worn down at the end of the year, and I think if given the opportunity, he'd probably, um, you know, 
say farewell to Penn State. Yeah, and, you know, it was really about a year for the Big Ten because it looked like with Indiana's win that they were going to have 10 teams on the field, and I wrote about this today. Uh, there's a financial impact to this in terms of, uh, you know, uh, how the tournament uh, distributes uh, revenue, and it's distributed kind of in a complex manner called units. But uh, each unit is worth 280000 but you get in six years installment. So basically, for making the tournament, you get $1.69 million total. Um, you had 10 teams. So you're talking about at least $16.9 million in revenue the Big Ten lost. And, you know, as teams advance, they get up to five units, uh, basically, up to the final four. So, I mean, you're talking about upwards of 30 to $40 million of revenue, potentially. Yeah. You know, if Michigan State made a run, if Maryland made a run, if mm-hmm. Wisconsin made a run, um, you know, you're, you're talking about a lot of money lost for the conference. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's what I say. I do not envy the uh, people who had to make this decision. Uh, you know, there's a lot at stake. You're looking at, like you said, a multi-million dollar. If you're looking at it, you know, big picture wise, a billion dollar industry, and it was just kind of swiped away. You know, um, with with the uh, with the ruling on Friday. So this is unfortunate all around. Yep, and uh, Elton, when, when we look back at this season, the season that was in the Big Ten, uh, obviously. Uh, Penn State and, and Rutgers uh, were, were two of the bigger surprises. Penn State maybe not so much. I know there were a lot of high expectations even going back to October with Lamar Stevens coming back. But Rutgers and the job that Steve Peichel did I, I think really was uh, exemplary. And, you know, my poor friend Cliff Olson, you know, uh, he kept on saying, you know, you wait for the other shoe to drop, and it looked like Rutgers was going to make its first tournament since 1991 and not to be. It looked like, and you, like I said, you have the same thing I know here at um, Pennsylvania. A lot of the uh, fans in state college were really excited to get back to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2011 season. You know, Pat Chambers, this was his, you know, this is his best coaching job since he's been at the school for nine years. And, you know, uh, it, it they, you know, like you said, Rutgers had a really good run. Illinois was another team that really turned it, you know, turned it on and had a chance to make their first tournament run in, in a matter of years. And, um, but I think of all the jobs done in the Big Ten this year, I, I was most impressed with Steve Peichel and the job he did, he did there at Rutgers. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, though. But, you know, Greg Gard ended up getting Coach of the Year, and I know we discussed that a little last week. But you could really make a strong argument for Peichel, for Chambers, for Brad Underwood. There, there were a lot of people in this league that really did um, masterful jobs, uh, for sure. So, um, you know, uh, where do you think uh, – we uh, we go from here, Elton, as uh, as a nation. Uh, you know, let's look bigger picture here. Uh, it looks like uh, to me, it looks like an eight week uh, snow day, pretty much, where you're going to be yeah. staying inside and watching Netflix. But uh, you know, life without sports, uh, how's it going to impact you? You think? Well, it it definitely makes uh, you know we had with spring football was supposed to start here. Spring spring football practices were supposed were supposed to start this week. Penn State was supposed to have its pro day on Tuesday. So, uh, you know, we we've really got to kind of reassess the way we do things and 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 find these stories because there are stories to be told. You know, the athletes who, you know, their their season's stuck in suspension. You know, what are they going to do? Are they going to? How are they training? How are they preparing? Um, I know Penn State football had some new coaching hires over the off season. You know, this kind of puts a um, a setback on that timeline of kind of getting that offense implemented here with new offense coordinator Kirk Sharaka, new wide receivers coach Taylor Stubblefield. Uh, you know, these, these are all, and, and this is going to have an impact heading into the new football season. It definitely will. These are uh, valuable practices. There are 15 spring practices in state was scheduled to have, and those are, you know, like you said, for the next eight weeks at the earliest. 
um, nothing's going to be done. You know, no one's going to be on campus here, at least until April 3rd. Yeah, you know, in Indiana, they had a week of spring practice and uh, before they pulled the plug, obviously. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I, Zach Osterman from the uh, Indy Star tweeted today about, uh, you know, Indiana was looking into virtual workouts uh, in order mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, at least have guys, like, connected, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, you know, through, through, like, Skype or some kind of so, – so that the team could feel some kind of connection. Now, uh, apparently, that might fall under the guideline of organized activities, though, in the NCA, which they've uh, prohibited. But perhaps they can make an exemption in that case, because you know, I think that feeling of team—that's what you lose at this time of year. Nine Eleven was a situation where you were hunkered down, but at least the team was together. Now, now you have a situation where people are spread apart all over the yeah. state or all over the country. So it's hard to keep that connection, and I think that's going to be—I think that's going to be the hardest thing in team sports—is uh, you know everyone going off in their own way, but managing to stay connected. But you know there are ways you could do it through cell phones and through technology. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think, or, or even just uh, you know maybe playing pickup at a, a gym, but uh, you yep. know basketball-wise, although you know who knows if the gyms are going to be closed down next. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think college they are. So. Uh, <laughs> Any of the and this is another another thing I thought of too. You know, Penn State had eleven early enrollee football players. You know, guys who came in early as freshmen, and uh, that that's that 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 sets them back a lot. Same thing I'm sure with Indiana with its early enrollees. Yeah, Indiana has nine, and uh, you know, uh, I I got a chance to watch one of them. I mean, Dexter Williams looked really nice, really good throwing the football. Uh, the new quarterback, I think he's got a bright future. I don't see him. Unseating Mike Penix yet, but yeah. I, I like, uh, you know, the zip on the passes there. Um, so, you know, Tom Allen continues to build here uh, football-wise. And, you know, just getting back to basketball, too, I mean, obviously it was going to be the uh, off season, but a lot of these, you know, players also preparing for the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to get curtailed slightly perhaps into May. Uh, the season being later. Um, it's 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 going to be tough for a lot of college athletes, particularly the seniors. Yeah, it is. And um, something you know, uh, I know with the pro days coming up, a chance for some of these on the fringe guys to get a good look, you know, get good looks from the uh, scouts, and you know, they're not going to have an opportunity to do that. No question. So we're not going to have a guest this week. Uh, you know, I tried to get uh, Dr. Anthony Fossey on the phone. We couldn't quite get him. <laughs> He's a little uh, tied yes. up right now, right? I, I think. <laughs> I think so. You know, I couldn't find any other uh, infectious disease uh, specialist uh, on short notice. You don't have Sanjay uh, Gupta's contact in your uh, you know. <laughs> No, no, no Sanjay Gupta, although I've been watching him quite a bit, watching CNN, as as you know, trying to uh, re- really try to stay informed. Um, yeah. Because yes. I, think that's, I think that's the most important thing. Information is the most important thing this time of year. Stay informed. Try to follow the guideline. I know it takes away maybe some of your freedoms, your routine, your civil liberties, but trust me, it's going to be worth it in the long run as as we, as a country, get through this. Yeah, no, it is. And and you mentioned the, um, you mentioned it. It's staying informed, heeding these guidelines. They're not there for as suggestions. You know, I know a lot of states, or some states, uh, Washington State, New York, these states that are really battling these large numbers of this, uh, this epidemic, or pandemic now, actually, I, you know, I have issued guidelines for the safety of its residents, and I, I think that's the thing. You know, people don't need to be out; they need to practice social distancing. And you know, even if you're not thinking of yourself, think of others. Think of others who you might potentially expose or, or put in harm's way. 
and try to be supportive of healthcare workers too. You know, I have a friend; she's a part-time sports writer here, and she's also a nurse, and she's putting in intense hours and intense shift, and they are really, you know, on the front lines here, really doing human work. The you know, yep. the first responders and the the healthcare workers. Um, you know, try to be nice to them, bake them cookies, do something uh, yep. as a, as a sign of appreciation for them. Definitely. All right, Alton. Well, this wraps up um, another season, our our first season in the books uh, on the first and big Ten, on the uh, Big Stuff podcast, and we'll be back. We'll be back with the first and Big Ten podcast uh, in the fall. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, Hopefully, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 certainly been a lot of fun to uh, you know share uh, share time with with you and 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 to break down the conference. And I think as we uh, I think as we go, these are only going to get better. Likewise, Kevin, it's been enjoyable. We've seen a lot of good basketball. We've covered a lot of good stories, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing it again next season. All right, so that will do it for the Big Stuff Podcast. Kevin Brockway from CNHI Sports Indiana with Elton Hayes from CNHI Sports Pennsylvania signing off.